Amen. He is our king. Let's keep him on the throne as we have technical difficulties and um, last-minute calls to do sermons and no air conditioning, right? So there's a purpose for all things, and I just would say that yesterday when I was watering my grass and thinking about my sin, because that's what I do, I water my grass and I look at all the weeds that are in the yard, and man, I got a lot of weeds, especially this last year, and every time I think about the weeds in my yard, I equate that to sin in my life and how far I still have to go. So let's remember those words that he is our king, and without him, we really are nothing. Um, Thank you guys for worship this morning. I didn't have a lot of time to prepare, so please don't expect some really deep theological um, substance today, okay? And I hope it's okay if we use humor in church, because God did create us with a sense of humor, and he obviously has one, because he created all of us. So, so give me a break. I didn't have a lot of time to prepare. Um, let's read the text. So the text today is going to be Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. Mary and Martha are being contrasted here. Now as I say they're traveling along, he entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister called Mary, who was seated at the Lord's feet, listening to his word. But Martha was distracted with all of her preparations, and she came up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me here to do all the serving alone? And tell her to come help me. But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you're worried and bothered about so many things. But only one thing is necessary, for Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. So today we just want to talk about Mary and Martha and contrast them, who they are, and see who has more faith. We all know this story very well, so it shouldn't be a far stretch for us to imagine this scenario being played out. The main idea, which is the next slide, Pat, is that worship is greater than works. So if you remember anything, as, as we as church members try to define a place for us in God's kingdom and try to find that thing, that, we, that work that we can do for him, to constantly remember that the worship side is far more important than the work side. Next slide, please. Today we're going to talk about Mary. And this is Mary. This is obviously... Mary, because when I Google searched it, this came up. So we know that this is what Mary looked like. She was beautiful, right? This is a beautiful woman. There's really no proof that Mary was beautiful. She smells good. You can tell by how she looks. She's got got stuff coming out of her arms, and she's got a dove above her, and she's got this crown on, and she's floating in the sky, so she probably smells really good, right? Now, one thing we do know, we do have proof of, is that she loves Jesus. We just read the text. She was at Jesus' feet. Let's go to the next slide, please. Now, this is Martha. Um, Again, when I Google searched Martha, this is what I got. So, obviously, this is what Martha looked like. 
Um, Martha's not so beautiful, okay? She's always working. She's in the kitchen, right? She tries to win Jesus' love. And we're not sure if she smells good. So again, I'm going to read the text. The next slide, please, Pat. Let's read it again. Now, as they were traveling along, he entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. So imagine him wandering around, and Martha, in her way, in her work's way, saw Jesus and said, hey, can you come to my house? I want you to come to my house. She had a sister called Mary who was seated at the Lord's feet listening to his word. But Martha was distracted with all her preparations, and she came up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? And tell her to help me. Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you're worried. I kind of imagine him saying it like this. Martha, Martha, Martha. Those of you that are my age will get that reference, okay? Why are you bothered with all these things? But only one thing is necessary, for Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. So the next slide, we're going to see the setting. They're in Bethany. They're two miles east of the temple in Jerusalem. Next slide, next slide. There you go. Eastern slope of the Mount of Olives. Now this is what it looks like today. It probably didn't look like that back then. I'm sure there are more buildings now than there were then, but, but Bethany was a relatively large city back in that time. So, so that we know there was a lot of activity going on at that time. We want to go to the next slide, and we'll talk about Martha as, it is, as she is described in the text. The text says, And a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Martha is one of these people that, that really, she's probably very social, right? She likes, she's hospitable, and she likes to do things for people, right? And so it's probably a part of who she is. And so she welcomed Jesus into her home. She was distracted by all of her preparations. You know, we saw the picture with this cheesy grin that Martha had on her face was probably a little bit fake, right? Because she's in the kitchen. She's doing all of the work. And she might be a little bothered by that. The text tells us she was a little bothered by that. She came up to him and she said, basically she's talking to Jesus. She says, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? And before she allows him time to answer, then she immediately goes in, then tell her to help me. She assumes in her mind that Jesus is on her side in this situation. She assumes that Jesus wants her to work, 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 work. She assumes that he is going to tell Mary, get off your tail and go in there and help your sister. That's not what happens. Next slide, please. We'll talk about Martha's personality. Um, the term distracted in the text literally means dragging all around. So it's like she's just a little downtrodden. She's just, she's carrying the weight of all this work that she needs to do. She's just burdened by this, right? She's in tumult. She's confused. There's unrest in her heart. There's chaos in her heart. She's probably a perfectionist. 
And she needs everything done a certain way in order to meet her expectations and to feel like she's got enough control over it to, to do it properly. Jesus was teaching in the other room, right? He's hanging out, chilling out on the shag carpet with a bunch of bean bags, and Mary and a bunch of the rest of them are in the living room, and Martha's in the kitchen putting microwave popcorn in the microwave and cutting up brie into perfect little sizes because she thinks Jesus likes cubes when he eats his brie. She's worried about all these details. She's a little crabby because she's doing all the work. She even tattles on Mary. Look at Mary. Mary's not doing anything. Tell Mary to get in here and help me. And she wanted approval for what she was doing. She needed that. Next slide, please. Now look at Mary's slide. There's one thing mentioned in the text about Mary. That's it. She had a sister called Mary, and she was seated at the Lord's feet listening to his work. Next slide, please. Mary's personality is that she is a listener. She's there with Jesus on the shack carpet by the beanbag at his feet. She's not worried about the breeze. She's not worried about the popcorn. She's not worried about how clean the house is today. She's in the presence of the Lord and rightfully positioned at his feet where she knows she belongs. She has this attitude of worship for him. She sees him in the per correct perspective. Now, Martha's not totally bad, guys. It's not a bad thing to do works. It's not a bad thing to want to serve, right? Jesus told the disciples to serve. He even washed their feet in an attitude of service. What we're missing here is the motive. She has an attitude of meditation, a quietness about her, spending time with her Lord. And she has an open mind of what the Lord wants to teach her, a willingness to obey. Next slide, please. Here's the basic comparison. Mary is worshiping. Martha is working. And I have to confess that I flip-flop between these two things. Recently, got my heart out of correct alignment with Christ and complained and bickered. I wasn't in a place of worship. I was doing works. We can all do that. Martha's heart's in the right place. She just doesn't really understand what, what Christ wants for her. The next slide, please. We'll talk a little about, about Martha's frustration. 
Martha is frustrated like many of us who serve Jesus. We in the church faithfully serve, diligently serve with good intentions, right? We're at the work. Every Sunday we teach the Sunday school class. Every Sunday we sing in the praise band. And every Sunday we're with the children. And you know what? It can get heavy. And it can feel like work. Because we're not looking at it in the right perspective. Sometimes we're failing to sit at his feet and listen to him. See, Martha wants to know if the work is done, right? Is it, yeah, it, church is about over. Yep, round the kids up. Church is about over. I'm sitting back there in my class and I'm teaching my class. And I'm like, yeah, it's about time. We need to wrap this up. Is the work done so we can go home? Because the Chiefs game's on today. She wants the results. She wants to see the results too. Why aren't these children getting it? Why aren't people in my class getting it today? Why didn't they take that lesson home and apply it to their lives? Why didn't they do that? Next slide, please. In contrast, Mary is content. She's just chilling at the feet of her Lord. She doesn't need all this other stuff. She's at the feet of her Lord where she belongs, and she's content with that. She wants to hear her Lord. She's waiting patiently on his every word. She's not worried about the details. And she wants to know he is pleased because she wants to do what he wants her to do. Next slide, please. And Jesus' response to both of them, or excuse me, to Martha is, but the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, why are you worried and bothered about so many things? But only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Next slide, please. Martha's details. Martha um, needs to stop getting bogged down on all these details. She needs to stop about stopping herself from worship. We can do that to ourselves. We can stop ourselves from worship because we're so worried about all the details. I started getting really worried when the computer wasn't working because a lot of this stuff is visual. And I'm like, uh, you know what? Well, it'll work out. We got to stop the busyness of life. We allow our lives to be busy. We choose busy lives. You don't think that's true? Reevaluate it and see where you're placing your priorities. We need to start worshiping and we need to start listening to our Lord. The next slide now. This is our life. The guy up in the upper left-hand corner, I'm too busy to tell people how busy I am. I feel like that. I'm too busy to take advice from people because I just got, I just got to keep plugging along. I'm too busy to listen. I've got all this work stuff juggling and that I'm doing all this work. 
I'm bogged down in the details. I can't find time for God. I can't find time for him. The truth is I've chosen that life. Next slide, please. I don't know who this person is, but I like the saying. The quote is, a person being too busy is a myth. People make time for the things that are really important to them. Now, that's a fact, Jack. If something is important to you, you're going to make time for it. If you like Chiefs, you're going to make time to go home and watch the Chiefs game. You're going to do whatever's important to you. So let's evaluate our hearts and find out, based on our actions, what our priorities are in our life. What are we spending time on? What do you desire? Because if you say you desire Christ, you're going to desire His Word. If you say you desire Christ, you're going to desire spending time alone with Him in quiet. If you say you desire to know God's Word, you're going to read your Bible. And you're not going to make the excuses that life's just too busy. Next slide, please. We need to relax. It's hard for us to relax. We need to chill on the shag carpet with the bean bag in total silence. We can't hear him if there's so much busyness in our minds. We can't know what he wants for us because we can't hear him. We haven't taken the time to relax and spend time just listening. Next slide, please. Are you too busy to pray? That's your God. That's your Lord. That's the one who has a special plan for you. A specific plan for you. And you can't know what that is if you're not talking to Him. And you can't know what He desires from you if you're not spending time with Him in prayer. It does, it's not like it was when, when Noah was around. He's not going to say... Jimmy, go build a house. It doesn't work like that anymore, guys. That's different now. I don't know anybody that has the audible God voice in their life. Maybe somebody does, but I, I don't know of anybody. He doesn't speak to me that way. He speaks to me through his word. He speaks to me through prayer. And he speaks to me through lonely, uh, alone time with him. Next slide, please. Are you too busy to come to church? Are you too busy to worship Him? He desires us to worship Him. He desires so fervently for us to give Him praise, to love Him, because He loves us dearly. details and busyness next slide please 
To sit at the feet of Jesus implies a readiness to accept and obey what Jesus teaches. You see, I'm in that position. I am submitting to him when I'm at his feet and saying, you are Lord, not me. You are Lord. I hear you. I don't hear me. It implies faith. It implies that I trust you, Lord, to tell me what I need to do with my life. It implies I want to be his disciple, that I want him to teach me. And it implies my love for him. Next slide, please. Another contrast for Mary and Martha. Again, Martha does have the best intention to serve God. She forgets the focus is on Jesus and not the busyness that ends in frustration. And Mary knows how to serve, but also knows how to sit at the feet of Christ. You see, without proper posture, service really is just an act of works. It's just a way for us to earn our way into his kingdom. We want his approval, but we can't get it if our motive is off. Next slide, please. Again, Jesus says, But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you're worried and bothered about so many things, but only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Mary has faith in Jesus. That cannot be taken away. If you are in his hand, it cannot, you cannot be removed from his hand. You're there permanently, regardless of what you do and how you screw up. You're there permanently, forever. Permanent. That was redundant. <laughs> All right. Next slide, please. Worship him. We need to spend time with him in silence. We need to spend time singing to him. If you're like me, sing alone, away from others. It might be distracting to the other people. Spend time in your Bible. You can't know him if you don't know it. You can't know what his plan is for you if you don't know it. Spend time here at church. Worship here at church. Worship at home in your silence. Worship in singing. Worship by reading your Bible. Find a life group, guys. We need you to get connected to our people. We need you to be involved in a life group. You need to be involved in a life group. God doesn't need you in a life group. You need to be in a life group. Listen to the sermons that are online. You know what? There's a ton of sermons out there, great, amazing sermons that our pastor has given that are there for us to freely listen to. Check them out. When you're feeling like you're separated, check it out. Next slide, please. There's really no more excuses. 
we either want to worship our God or we don't. We're either going to find time in our lives or we're not. Next slide, please. When we started this, I told you that the main idea of this is that worship is greater than works. We all have jobs. We all have, some of us still have children. We have responsibilities that we have to take care of. There's no way around that. But do the math. Spend time doing the math and figure out how many waking hours you have in a day. And take it by seven and figure out how much time you spend working and how much time you spend with your family, which is eight. You got to do it. And how much time you spend watching TV and how much time you spend doing this or that or the other. And tell me if at the end of that equation you still don't have time for your God. If you don't, first of all, Something's out of whack and you need to change that. But since our lives are so busy, go to the next slide, please. We need to start worshiping through our work. We do have to work. But we can worship at our work. If you're a homemaker, you are doing an amazing thing for God's kingdom. You're raising up the little ones. You're teaching them. You're discipling them. We need to rest. We need to work here at church. We need to carry the weight of ministry. Now let's do it with a a worship in our heart. With the right motive and the right attitude. I told you that I'm guilty of recently not having the right attitude and I hope you'll forgive me for that I've already asked our Lord to forgive me for that and I know that it is very important to the survival of our church that we all have the right attitude when we do these works I'm going to pray if anybody feels like they want to pray or talk with me or maybe um, somebody else in our congregation about anything you might be going through, come forward or meet after the church. Let's bow our heads. Father, I want to thank you for both Martha and for Mary. This contrast you gave us to understand the importance of worship versus works to know what your intention is for us is to not to ignore the fact that we have to have work in our lives but through it we may be worshiping you and doing it for you so when we complain about our work and our job because we don't believe that we should be at that job or we feel like we're better than that job or this job or this one task somebody's asked me to do and this other task that somebody's asked me to do, that we realize that the reason why that's put before us because it's a challenge for us to make a decision. Are we worshiping or are we working? 
we might have thanksgiving in our heart for the fact that you've given us a job and not seek your approval but Father to simply worship you in that act in the name of Jesus Christ I pray all these things to you Amen Amen I want to spend just a few minutes meditating on what Darren brought this morning and there's really no greater place no greater honor than to love and worship him to be at his presence to just enjoy his presence so I want to invite you this moment that as, we, as I'm singing this song that you just had a conversation with God and just just really confess and say to him Lord forgive me because sometimes I'm so busy I don't have time for you the reality, I do have time for you, but I just don't make time for you. And as we are listening to the words of this song, that we just going to have that conversation with the Lord, just right there where you are. Down at your feet, oh Lord, is the most You presence, Lord, I seek your face, I seek your face, there is
Father, we just want to take this time to just confess and recognize that we need more time with you, more intimate time with you, that we can spend time in your word and to know the things that are important, the things that will never be taken away from us, Father. Thank you for the message that Dara brought to us today. Father, remind us that we need more of you and less of us, less of our business, our life, of our having it all together. Thank you for allowing that place at your feet, allowing us, Father, to come and to pour our life before you. We thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless you. You have a wonderful week. I pray that the songs and the, the message today was uh, important for your life. And I just want to remind that we will have some um, baptism very soon. And if you are uh, interested in getting baptized, just let one of us know that we'll prepare for this. And also follow us and, and, uh, on Facebook and Sunday mornings at 9.45, we have trail kids, and we also have Sunday school. May the Lord bless you.